live from the Bills Famous Cheese Studios in the Downstairs Pub. The Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned Downstairs Pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table, the big fellow of the tuna country, Matt Kempf, and bellied up to the bar, a man who spent more money and spilt liquor from coast to coast last year than I made all year long, the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. Oh, mercy. Fellas, how we doing tonight? (laughs) (laughs) On cloud nine, buddy, on cloud nine. (laughs) I bet you are. Tuna still has not come down from the AFC Championship game. That is uh, readily apparent, which we will definitely be getting into here directly. But first, I wanted to remind everybody that we are on social media. And this is going to be a little bit different this week, boys. Uh-oh. Um, we are always at BlockoutPod, at BlockoutPod on Twitter. But now, uh, keeping a promise I made to myself on the air last week, the Blockout Pod, the Blockout Sports Pod Facebook page is now up and running. Uh, all 13 episodes are available there uh, to listen to. Nice. So just uh, search on Facebook. Just search Blockout Sports Pod in your in your Facebook search, and make sure you put Sports Pod behind it because the Blockout Pod is something completely different. <laughs> yeah, Sports Pod has to be on there. So uh, check that out, um, and you can also connect with us via email now. Oh, uh, that is we are taking over cyberspace, wow. boys. Computers, might, we got them. You might see a picture of us at some point. That oh. is uh, blockoutpod at gmail.com. Blockoutpod at gmail.com. Um, so now you have no excuse for uh, not finding us on social media or uh, uh, sending us a message. Uh, we do appreciate everybody that listens every week. we have week. a MySpace page? If this was 2005, we would be the kings of MySpace. I'm just saying, maybe we should get on MySpace. Hold on a minute. My pager's going on. <laughs> it's making a comeback, boys. <laughs> Tom wants to be our friend already. Um, so, please, uh, if you are a, a weekly listener, uh, how about telling a friend? Uh, we love uh, interacting with you guys. We love getting the feedback. Um this week we'll just we'll start just uh jumping right in quickly. Um I want to touch on the matchup, the Super Bowl matchup uh coming up this Sunday of course. Um and then we will at the end of the show we'll do more of our predictions and maybe a little bit deeper dive, but uh Tuna, I want to get what your vibe is as a uh number 1 Chiefs fan in the city of Louisville. Um what are you hearing? Uh, how are you feeling? What's the general vibe around the team going into the big game on Sunday? Well, I'm scared, Sarge. I mean, this is you look at this Eagles team, and they're, they're loaded on every level on defense. It's all you hear about all week is this defense, the front four, the the you know the, the linebackers, the secondary. It's every level stacked, so it's a huge test. Um, I. I'm really curious to see how these injuries that the Chiefs have, 
how they play out in this game. Is Patrick Mahomes, he's obviously going to be a little bit healthier than he was against Cincinnati where he was not 100%. Um, he's going to have to move around a little bit more. He's going to have a lot more pressure on him this game than he's had before. Kadarius Tony practiced today with his bum ankle and did a full practice. Um, what was the um, linebacker that was hurt? Willie Gay. Willie Gay still a little bit banged up. Legereus Sneed was a limited practice today, which uh, that concerns me a lot because we're going to need him out there. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a scary matchup. I, but when you got Andy over there drawing plays up, and he's had two weeks to get ready for this. And we know Andy's record coming off of a bye week. So he, when he has two weeks to prepare, I feel like he's got something special lined up. Which, cliffhanger to the end of the show, my favorite bet of this game will come down to that. I love I love the tease. That's, yes. a, uh, that's an old radio pro move right there. <laughs> the tease to the end of the show. Uh, Freddie, uh, what are your initial thoughts on... Uh, about the big game. I mean, not ha- having already heard what uh, Tuna said, um, you know, I'm looking at my, uh, I mean, basically I kind of did a little pro-con check check in each direction. Uh, Chiefs versus Eagles, quarterback, tie. That's uh, two injuries, both quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I'm giving them a tie. Tight end goes to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide receiver, D-line, O-line, linebackers, corners, running backs, all go in a check towards the Eagles. Totally agree with and, everything and, you said And the there. kickers are a tie because they're kickers. Um, but, but, I would but, take but, Butker over Elliott. But having, I would too. But having said that, that's why they play the games, man. It is. Like, uh, the pressure is on the Eagles, in my opinion. I think the Chiefs are going to come out loosey-goosey. And uh, that's how I see it. <laughs> and let's play the game. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I I couldn't agree more with your like the check marks going against what 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 sides and what position groups because and that, it's not that it's, some of them aren't a huge advantage. You know, the I'm running saying. backs is probably the closest closest mark there. Um, right. And, and the Chiefs did activate Clyde edwards helaire which I think in this game we're going to see a lot of screen passes from the Chiefs. I think that's the way to beat the Bengals. And if anybody is a master at designing screenplays, it's Andy Reid. Yeah. And I think we're going to get a heavy dose of it from McKinnon, Pacheco, and um, Clyde. So I could see Pacheco having a, a, a little – maybe having a nice little game in the Super Bowl. You know, just coming out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere, but you I, know what I mean. He seems to run harder as the game gets bigger. Like, the bigger the game – like, Jacksonville was almost like his coming out party. And then against Cincinnati, we've seen him on a different level than we've seen him. Yeah. And That's why he had such good games uh, in college against Indiana. He <laughs> He knew – when the big games were on the schedule, I you, and man. I think Chris Everybody Jones is IU on there. Chris Jones is going to be continue to be amped, uh-huh. and uh, he's always uh, a player to be reckoned with. So. There was something I actually heard on the radio. I was over here or on my way over here tonight. The um, it's a coin toss bet, even, 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 even for um, which team gets the most sacks in this game. And hmm. I immediately thought, what a stupid bet 
I would easily take Philly to have more sacks in this game. And as you start looking into it, Patrick Mahomes actually led the league, and he's only been sacked 29 right. times this year. Not a lot. Uh, he leads the league in getting the ball out under pressure. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't take a lot of sacks. And Jalen Hurts, San Francisco didn't blitz him a lot last week. They, right. they were like, they were like, we're going to sit back and make you try to run on us. And they all did. He 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 still couldn't do it. Like, well, I mean, yeah, but they all yeah. had about fifty yards, I guess. Yeah, him and the three other running backs, mm -hmm. but they didn't have a hundred. You know, no, they didn't tear the world on fire. The other running backs did, but a lot of it was coming off of checkdowns. So, um, and did you guys know that Jason and Travis Kelsey were brothers? I had no idea. You believe that? I had no idea. It's the craziest thing I've ever. Shocking. Heard. Craziest. I, I hadn't heard anything about that on a previous broadcast. Or... Have they been anywhere in the media this week? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's a storyline that has to be touched on at some point. So I don't know. I feel like you would bring maybe his parents out to do something. <laughs> yeah. Love, love to yeah. hear from them. Have his mom do the coin toss. I mean, <laughs> would you guys want to do the coin? Say you guys had kids and they were playing each other in the Super Bowl. Would you want to go out and do the coin toss if they gave you the opportunity? No, I, I would not want any part of that, man. I would be at the uh, at the whatever the uh, whoever my favorite kids team was. <laughs> I would be in their suite. Yeah, <laughs> or have your own suite or something like. But like on the field with that many people no. watching, I would fumble it, or I'd probably have a stroke in front of everybody and like delay the game two hours. I don't know what would happen to me, but like you might do that thing where. Uh, Years ago on Thanksgiving Day, do you remember when uh, the Steelers were playing? I think it was the Steelers and Lions, and I think it was Jerome Bettis was calling the toss. Uh -huh. And they, you know, it was for overtime. And that was back when the first team that got the ball, if you kicked a field goal. Is that when they forgot what side was heads and what side was tails? Well, he just he flips a coin, and I think Bettis calls tails. You can hear it uh -oh. clear as day. He goes, tails. Oh, yeah. And the official goes, he called heads. <laughs> Well, and by God, they lost. They lost the toss, and they lost the game. Wasn't there? There was a big game at some point where, like, you know how they the designs on the Super Bowl, and they said right, this one's heads, right. this one's tails. Well, the referee forgot which one he called yes, heads and I which told one he it called was tails. Not long ago, either. I yeah. remember it. Yes. Well, it was it a Super Bowl or a championship game? Yeah, or I a, think it was a Super Bowl. God, man, could you imagine that? I know they have the coin looking so cool and dapper, and you can't figure out what heads or tails. <laughs> That's is. something that would happen to me, man. That's why I'd want no part of that. <laughs> but you know, I got a question for y'all because all our uh, uh, listeners, uh, yeah, I'm sure they're all in pools and everything else for this. Of course, uh, biggest game in the world right now. But uh, uh, and it's and believe me, Super Bowl has now become a kids. A full family event. You know what I mean? It always has been, really. Sure. Uh, I can remember being a little kid, like, where are we going? What's going on? We're mm, going over to the neighborhood's house. We're having a big party. All the kids are coming. And Dude, we used to watch the Simpsons halftime show. All yeah. the kids would get together. And yeah. Like, it was like a full episode of the Simpsons so, on halftime. And, and it's still weird that it's still on Sunday and school is the next day. So, uh <laughs> yeah, but but uh, as far as well, we can hit on that. What what about the square? Give me numbers besides one and four, zero and seven. Mm -hmm. Is there any other number that pops up that you think would be 
Like, you know what I mean? I kind like, of like course, six and three. Six and three. Yeah, three really, is a really good number three and as well. Six, I think, or three and seven, three and six. Um, uh, obviously, five and, mm. and nine are probably the two Like, where, where do you see the score on this game going? Because I'll say, I'm not going to say who's going to win or who's going to lose, but I'm going to say somewhere around 24 to 20 or 21 to 24 20, like yeah. something like that but I'm going to say it's whatever uh we for full disclosure uh as a podcast team here we do have a square mm. in our local neighborhood establishments I think our numbers I'm, pretty I'm bad I think it's going to be 2917 That's what that that's, <laughs> that's what we need That's what I'm talking about yeah. 9 and 7 we I don't have, care how it happens seven, guys. but that's what that's what I think's going to happen all right. On uh, a big square, too. Oh, this ain't no little measly no, this square. Is, uh, this, this is a big square. This is big boy playing. But it just takes a while to get to nine. You know, you want those numbers like three, seven, or, or, or uh, you know, a four for 14, mm -hmm. because at the beginning, it starts out slow, and, you're, and it seems like it's seven to three. And then the next quarter, it might be. Seven to three. You know what I mean? But I'll be honest with you. I don't, get to nine. I don't know if I see a whole lot of touchdowns being scored in this game. Yeah. To, to get to that. I'm like, thinking like 10 to three, things like that in the first quarter. And boom, big money for mm -hmm. somebody. Zero and three. Yeah. Like, I think there's going to be four total touchdowns scored in this game, and the rest of the points are going to come from field goes. Yeah. We need a safety. So. <laughs> yeah, we do. Or or go for two. Yeah, or miss extra point. Something. What is the uh? What's the over under? I believe right it's now, a fifty one. Yeah, fifty one. Yeah, okay. 51. Yeah. Which I love the under on that. I hate to. I'm not gonna bet it because I don't want to do that to myself. But I'm sure Freddie will. Um, I am taking the under. <laughs> that's right. I, I I think that's a good bet. But um, yeah. I don't know, man. Might take I, the uh, first half under as well. I'm excited about this game. And something else that gives me a little bit more confidence about it. What? Hey, pop that Boom. champagne. You're about three days early. Um, Bama's got their coaches, baby. <laughs> that's Both what of it them. Is. Crack it oh, yep. So, uh, Thank you guys. So that means, that means not only is Freddie drinking, uh, all the <laughs> listeners have to drink for the first mention unsolicited of Alabama tonight. And, uh, but no, something else that gives me um, – confidence in, in Kansas City in this game is 77% of the money is on Philadelphia. Right. And it hasn't moved in no. three days. It has stayed coming in that way. And don't think the Chiefs are just la – they, they, they're giddy. I'm telling you, they are going to come out at loose. They really are. I think they feel like they got nothing to lose. Did you know Andy They're Reed? not that far off the off, – uh, they're not a huge underdog like – no, no, it's games a point like and the half. Falcons or right. past teams have yeah. been big under. But I do feel like that if you look at like what we're talking about at the beginning, that they feel like that that they're way outmatched and not that they feel like it, but they feel like people think they are. I'm sure you guys haven't been absorbing it like I have with like yeah. the Super Bowl week, like all the interviews all week long. I've been watching it and listening to it twenty four seven and Everything discussed is Philly's defense, Philly's defense, Philly's defense. And you almost feel like Kansas City's defensive players are sitting there like, hey, guys. Dude, I hear We've you. been playing pretty good ball, too. I hear you. you. Know, as and, long and, as those injuries heal up on some of those guys. Yeah, I'm with you. Legereus needs probably the biggest, biggest question mark there. But um, And did you guys know that Andy Reid used to coach for the Eagles? 
Wow, that's another shocking God, development. Man, I mean, that, that one just blows my mind, yeah. too. Hey, let so, me ask you a question. Is Hardman playing? No. Damn. I was thinking, man, that could be a little X factor. Yeah. You know, like sometimes a kickoff return or a punt return. I know he doesn't do that, but it's Sky Moore. Hey, some, sometimes the team that scores first, you know, and you get a lead and momentum changes, mm-hmm. and that that's another thing that can happen to you all. Get a quick touchdown. I think Kansas City needs a quick early touchdown uh, to settle everything down a little bit. Uh, I think that would be that that'll be really good for them. Yeah, I, in a perfect world, we would get the ball coming out at the, at the start of the second half. Um, I, I'd like to get our defense fired up and on the field first on that first possession while the nerves of the offense is still kind of worked up, and let that defense eat a little bit. Um. But so, so that coin toss is a big deal. Let me ask you this. If the Chiefs win the toss, mm-hmm. you would rather that they I would decl- defer yes. to the second half absolutely. rather than try to just get the ball and go down and score. I would. Absolutely. Hmm. I'm I gonna, would. Because if they don't. I'm going to chew on that for a minute because uh-huh. I'm not sure I agree I'm with that. I'm not sure I agree. Either, but if they were to get the ball and they don't come away with anything or a – even a field goal, I think that that could work against them. But so maybe you are right on putting I, the pressure on the Eagles to the, do that something. first possession. I just feel like the nerves work themselves out once you play like a possession and, and and you get that worked out of your system. I feel like the defense is better at reacting right away on that first opening drive of the Super Bowl. Like everybody's. You know, still got the goosebumps from the uh, national anthem, and you know Chris Stapleton's gonna give them goosebumps, man. My man's gonna rip it oh, out there for sure. So, which that could be a fifteen to twenty minute long uh, national anthem for you, <laughs> national anthem betters, as uh, he can carry. So, uh, but yeah, I would definitely, man. I I would defer. I, I absolutely. Well, I've. The main reason I ask that is because uh, I struggle with that game to game and mm-hmm. kind of feel like and it. There are certain coaches that always defer, no matter what. There are certain coaches that don't defer ever. Um, I think it's a game to game type of thing. I usually am in favor of deferring if you win, but in a game like this. I almost feel like if the Chiefs have the opportunity, if they can go down and score first and really put that, and I know that's asking a lot, mm-hmm. but, if, but if they can score first, even a field goal, and really put the Eagles on their heels, I think that sets up the entire ball game for them. I, it's just, it's I just, just a gut feeling I have. I think it, nothing takes the wind out of, a sail, out of your sails more than a team scoring late on you to end the half when they have the ball coming out to start the second half. That's true. And you you never know how that first half it's going to play out. So it's better just to – you know that you're getting that ball in the second half. Well, uh, good luck to you, Tuna. Hey, man, I don't think you really mean that, (laughs) but I'm going to take that like that was sincere. And Now you know that I'm pulling for a couple players in this game and they're on the other team. However – uh, I would like to see a great game as Travis would. Why are you rooting for a couple other players? I don't know. I just would like to see Fred. a couple past uh, Bama players win a champion uh, Super Bowl. Drink, drink, 
There you go. <laughs> and we will. Uh, and don't think that Bama fans do not love Jalen Hurts. Trust me, they do. Uh, I think Oklahoma gets to claim him. Th- that's fine. I like, don't. You know what does he ever say during the games when he goes Jalen Hurts, Alabama, or does he say Jalen Hurts? I think he says it's Oklahoma. high school. I he? think he does. I think he says where he's from in Texas. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but, but they're going like to do it. I'm going to let's make a bet on that. Wonder what they <laughs> did. Wonder what he says. Is this this is the broadcast? This isn't the broadcast where they do it. They do that on NBC what broadcast. Said, Bok- what if he said Oklahoma? <laughs> That's a Sunday night football thing on N- NBC. It is. It so is. We yeah, won't they, they won't it. do that. But anyways, no big deal. Uh, I still love him. Yeah, as well you should. I mean, yeah. there's no reason for you not to. It's a shame, like, if he starts blowing the game, they can't bring a Tua in to win it right, right no. away. <laughs> Concussion. Uh, I guys, love me some Devontae, though. Guys, do we have uh, any other initial early thoughts on the Super Bowl, or should we move on to, to our uh, next topic? We can go on to the next topic, man, and uh, we'll close out because once we get into some of these prop bets for Super Bowl betting, We'll, uh, there's a lot to discuss there. A lot of meaty stuff here. I like it. I like the, the bets this weekend. Well, I, I'm selfishly, since I am the host and moderator this evening, I'm going to move on to the topic that I would like to speak about, which is uh, college basketball. Okay. Um, yeah, I would too if I was an IU fan. Hell of a week, man. Yeah. Uh, it's a great week for Indiana basketball. Um, Trace Jackson Davis continues his I don't know what you would call it his ascent to being one of the greatest players in the history of Indiana basketball which if you know me I mean I am look around this ball right now <laughs> I am a I'm a bit of an None Indiana of our listeners can but uh, they they're will thinking on about Facebook it hey. page they will be able to see the downstairs pub and come to like, our MySpace wow, page and see the this place see the is pub. legit and I am a bit of a uh, of an Indiana basketball historian, and I've been following the team closely since about 1979 or 1980. And Trace Jackson Davis is one of my favorite players ever to watch play basketball. I love the way he plays. I love that he has stayed at Indiana for as long as he has. And I know some people would say that you know, it's because he doesn't have a future in the NBA or whatever. And I get all that. I'm just telling you that as a college basketball fan and as somebody who has followed college basketball as closely as I have for as long as I have, he's one of my favorite players of all time. And uh, the way that Indiana's playing right now under Coach Mike Woodson is uh, really, really fun to watch. And I'm very much looking forward uh, to the rest of the season and to Watching March. Watching him and Eddie go at it last, or Edie go at Edie, it last weekend, yeah. was one of the most it amazing was, it was things. Cool. Those guys yeah. were just yeah. throwing it all at each I other. I even man. That great? the second half yeah. so I could uh, watch it like later on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because Edie is another guy that NBA scouts are talking, you know, he, does he have a real position in the modern NBA game or whatever. I don't care about any of that. No. I cared about that ball game at that time and that atmosphere where those two dudes 
were just going bucket for bucket mm-hmm. for bucket for bucket, especially in the second half when Edie really got going. Oh, man. He was grabbing everything. And uh, both teammates, both both sides' teammates, were just sitting back and watching these guys in awe, like, what's going on? They were doing anything possible to get them yeah. the ball. He reminds me of was, the uh, Flying Dutchman a little bit. <laughs> yeah. D- you know, yeah. Rick yeah. Smith's yeah. got that little, yeah. them little moves and whatever. And I haven't really figured out who Jackson David. You know, I like to compare players with older players, right? I haven't really figured out Jackson Davis yet. Maybe you already have somebody, uh, like a, you know, somebody that 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 he kind of reminds you of because he does have some really good moves around the basket. He does, but man, he's just he's such a throwback player. I mean, he is. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. you would have to go back to the '80s or '90s yeah, to figure out for sure somebody. And that being said, that's a reason why a lot of current NBA people say, well, you know, we don't really play ball like that anymore. And that's why I think we're going to keep seeing more of these like throwback style players in college because they're going to stay for four years because now with the NIL, they're going to make money in college more than they will play in Euro ball. So it's keeping these guys four years in college. Like a little dude from uh, Wake Forest. Did you hear that? What's that? Appleby. What about him? Well, he's got an NIL deal as of uh, yesterday or today with, with Applebee's. Applebee's. Well, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's averaging 18 a game in the ACC. How did Will Levis not ever get a Levi's NIL deal? <laughs> or a mayonnaise. Man- oh, well, I well, think he, he was trying too hard for the mayonnaise. <laughs> and he put mayonnaise they didn't want in his no coffee part of or like, what the hell is he doing mayonnaise, with the mayonnaise? knew that they didn't want him. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Appleby, <laughs> I mean, Appleby's a hell of a player for Wake Forest. I don't know if you've seen him play. Big Mayo was But out. he was at Cleveland State for a couple of years and went to Florida. And now he's at Wake Forest averaging 18 a game. And now he's got him a nice little NIL deal with Appleby. Well, good for him. Eating good in the neighborhood. That's right. <laughs> Two the for fact one, that, riblets. The fact that you <laughs> had that instant recall on their uh, on their former advertising tagline <laughs> is uh, quite frankly unbelievable, and that's the reason why people tune in to the Blockout Sports Pod. And uh, speaking of, uh, we were talking about the Super Bowl this weekend. If you are having a party, if you are going to a party, uh, Hall of Fame lead in. Whatever your plans are this week, there is no better thing to take to your party or to provide for your guests than Bill's Famous Cheese Spreads. Available all over Louisville, Lexington. Anywhere else, Fred? That, the uh, perfect spread Georgetown, for your spread. Georgetown, Kentucky? Um, I don't I, No, I think they're in some restaurants around Louisville and uh, mostly Louisville and Lexington. Uh, okay. Liquor, know, barns. liquor barns and Paul's Fruit Markets and Value Markets and okay. all the big liquor stores. Jump on their website. Uh, give them a try. I promise that if you give them a shot one time, it will be one of your go to entertainment options. That is Bill's Famous Cheese Spreads. All stores are stocked. I even eat it on my spaghetti. <laughs> um slap it on your burger yeah. it is good on a burger i have done that it like, is yeah times. it's, it's really, really good. good on a burger Bill's cheeseburger that's a go-to man um bill's cheese dog throw it on a on a hot dog bun so we talked about indiana um kentucky 
after well i'm sure you don't i'm sure do you? you do kentucky after having uh, appeared to have righted the ship uh at one point seems to be back in the scenario where the fans are not happy with the coaching um they are firmly on the ncaa tournament bubble at this point uh yeah um which is shocking to say because I think the expectation from most people around here at the beginning of the season was uh, this had a potential to be a Final Four team. I certainly felt that way before the season started. I know what you're going to say, No, I'm just saying. The NCAA wants more than anything to have Kentucky versus North Carolina or Duke in a play-in game. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be <laughs> no, something they else? they that so bad. It'd be the highest ratings that any play-in game's ever gotten, and You know man. what? It would be a blast because that would be the night, and then if you lose, I mean, you let know, me, at let least me, you'd have one damn good I night. I got a quick hypothetical Literally. for you, Freddie. Well, I got a hypothetical. What? No, go ahead. All right, just, I, this one's I'll, real quick. This I'll give you, before I'll, you unleash. I don't, I'm not mad. I'm Be- not mad. Okay. But go ahead. Would you rather miss the tournament or lose in the first round again? I would rather lose in the first round. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I'd because rather. I think, I'd rather just miss because it. this time it's not going to be against a 15 seed uh, when uh, final yeah. destination is coming out, and it, it does give you that entire week of like uh, hope. So, yeah. so I, I do think that we're going to be like, if anything, good lord, a eight or nine, a ten. I mean, it will be. I think a good eight versus a nine seed would be great. Sometimes teams that don't. That, that barely get in. Sometimes if they're a blue blood, they get that nine mm-hmm. or eight seed. Freddie, they have a hell of a lot of work to do oh, to get I to know. an eight or nine. I know, I know. A that. hell of a lot but of work. Sometimes they will surprise you and put that in. That South Carolina loss they is will, killing them, It man. is, but l- let's get to that. I mean, so let's put it this way. Arkansas's had an, an injury to one of their best players since Christmas. We know Two that. of their best players. Yeah, right. two of their best players, and one of them is an all-SEC possible MVP. Nick Smith Jr., yeah. Um, so I get it that they've been on a little skid here and there throughout the year. They got but together bottom now, line buddy. is they got three draft picks on the floor during this game. Those so, three guards are so, big and tough, dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, Debo Davis, let me tell you something. That lefty, I told – Travis, you remind me of a poor man's Kendall Gill. Yeah, and, and Travis was like, what? And I, and I agree with him. That was maybe pushing it too a very, much. A, a very poor man's but, Kendall but Gill I do, is what I responded with. But he really look, reminds me Kendall totally of, of Todd Day <laughs> that played for. Uh, and uh, I thought that was a more for the appropriate yeah. comparison. He's very long and lanky. He's got really long arms, and he can shoot that, that man with. Uh, you know, I'm a lefty. Man, when that lefty shot comes up, damn, it looks good on a lefty. Yeah, it does. But, uh, but, dude, he did so many other things. Just, ju- I mean, th- they showboated all over Kentucky. Uh, that uh, The black, uh, what's Black's first name? Uh, KJ, CJ, uh, Black. No, um, dude, that kid yeah. is crafty and had us. He had two steals in the first half that killed us. Um, but the bottom line is, is Frederick doesn't need any more playing time. He is a liability on offense and defense. Um, Toppin gets soft against big play when he when he gets up against big boys. Our best players are starting to become Livingston and and uh, obviously Tomahawk Wallace is easily our best player. 
all across the board. He's Freddy. a stat, stat, stat stuffer. Quick question. And he's a freshman. Why is Shibway struggling so badly right now? Shibway is, here's one thing. Some of the players I noticed in that game, they're not looking for him. They're simply not looking for him. He is trying is to get over. His defense is awful. He can't guard the pick and roll. Uh, and and then he gets in. He's he's in foul trouble a lot of the time. And he is. You know what he is in that Arkansas game? In the way. He was in the way. I agree completely. So so, so I have a new starting five. I mean. In that game, I could break it down forever. Livingston Wallace had some bad turnovers at the seven-minute mark that kind of cost us the game. And they were maybe our best players. Uh, but but uh, Tashibway, he reminds me of Tua. Drink. <laughs> that Dude, might be a double drink a right double there. I cannot wait to hear this comparison. <laughs> okay. like, this is going to be the best thing ever. Tashibwe had a great together. year. He was player of the year. <laughs> Tua had a comeback win for a national championship, had a great year. From that point on, both of them are nothing but drama. Drama. Injured. Tua got injured three different times. It was all about, what's he going to do? How, how's Bama going to play? Well, we didn't play good because all the thing, everything was on Tua, and he didn't get the job done. He's doing the same thing in Miami, folks. Look at all the injuries. Tashibwe's doing it in a different way. He's all drama for the wrong reasons. He should have left Is last he, what's year. He do, what's, what's dramatic about him, though? He just seems like What's a dramatic is he he thought the whole team was going to die last year on an airplane. <laughs> I That's mean, drama. My man level. was looking out for the team, dude. Premonitions no, are premonitions. But, but you know what the crazy premonition about that is? Uh-huh. Not only did he think the team was going to have a horrible <laughs> tragedy, he was going to live and they were going to die. Did you hear that? <laughs> Yeah, he was going to live and they were going to So I went back and looked at the game. Who the hell did they lose to again? St. Peter's. St. Peter's. Dougie Buckets. What was the name of their mascot? Uh, the Peters? The, the Peacocks. The Peacocks. I went back That's and right. looked at the – Dude, Toshibwe had 30 and 16 in uh, that game. You know what the rest of the team had? They died on the airplane. 30 and 16. No, they were 12 for 51. Oh, my or, No, third, like 14 for 51. Hey, dude, he, he is he's kind of a drama because everyone's like, you can't put Tua on the bench. I mean, you can't do it. Well, guess what? Jalen Hurts got put on the bench you know, at Bama, and they won a championship. So guess what? You can be great and sit on the bench and come off the pine. All last Believe year, me. all last year, I always wondered what drink it again. was. Drink drink, drink. What it was that him and Bob Huggins got into it about. Why he had to, like, they could not get along and he transferred. I could see Sheboy getting up and saying, I had a premonition, and Huggins just being shut to hell dude, up. I've already, dude, <laughs> hey, don't forget that we know that that Kentucky players have an issue with the Sheboy because he drives his Porsche, doesn't live in what? Wildcat Lodge. He lives in dude, a, in a UK player's been driving Porsches for years, Well, buddy. guess what? They're having, the, a lot of the players do not like him. I've heard this once, I've heard <laughs> it twice. Then Cason I hear Wallace the, upset because his Porsche is no, a year older Cason than. Wallace than... don't care. <laughs> He's going to be making 
million billion. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Let's put it this way: like we're a better team with Colin and improving Collins lingering around starting the game, and I think Deshibwe would be a fun player to come off the bench moving forward. And then I'll shut up. National player. I have Wallace at point guard, Reeves at shooting guard, Toppin, Juicy Fruit at small forward. Livingston, who is playing a lot better and getting stronger at power forward, and Collins at the center position. We have three players. How coming. come Damian Collins barely we played? Have three players night. coming off the bench, and nobody else touches the floor. Oscar, Fierro, and Wheeler. No one else plays. That is should be our starting five and our three bench players moving forward throughout the tournament. How many minutes did uh, Damian Collins play the other night? Collins played uh, seven minutes and had that's, seven points and four rebounds. That's too low. Oscar played had six points in thirty two minutes. Yeah. And, and dude, I, I and I really came into this not upset because I knew Arkansas was probably going to beat us. I knew we'd get you upset. I knew that Arkansas was going to beat us, but I, I think do right think, before this, I you said. Think the You're best not even thing mad. To, and I know people don't get it, but I think Toshibwe would really come in and be a really good uh, uh, bench player coming in mm. off the bench. Him and, and, and having Collins start and seeing if we can get a flow going like that. Um, but it, at this point, it's Desperation City, baby. How so come, let's see what happens. Like, I keep waiting to watch, like, Cal press conferences and listen to Cal do, like, post-game shows and stuff like that. He hardly does that stuff anymore. No, he lets his assistants yeah, do it. Yeah, what's that, what's that about? Oh, I've I've heard him. Have you? I listened to the uh He's, to the to the post-game show here on our local ESPN radio affiliate, especially when Kentucky loses. Yeah, that's strictly for the entertainment value of the calls. Mhm. That come in, I I find I mean they have some pretty clever, Absolutely. pretty funny people. And he usually speaks, but sometimes it's for three minutes. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he's just, like, quick, in and out, answers, like, two questions from the guys that he knows in the media and then gets out and leaves everybody else hanging out there. Yeah. I really don't know what happened. We, we I thought we played well in the first half. I thought it was a great first-half game. But those two turnovers in the first play of the game, the guy had two two – steals that you just don't see back to back after that we're in the doghouse they got confidence um and we just got outplayed i mean tomahawk uh wallace kind of after he had two turnovers there he kind of disappeared and didn't wasn't aggressive anymore and that hurt us we needed him to continue to shoot and you saw him have like 10 at the very end of the game Right, but he, but in that seven-minute mark when we really needed him, and at the very beginning of the second half, he just it just didn't work, and, and Arkansas got more confidence. And you know, I, in all honesty, Arkansas is a better team than we are. I, I I figured we would lose that game in Rupp. They're mentally strong. We're not. And I also want to give a shout out as we record this on Thursday night. Um, the Indiana women's basketball team just beat. Their fourth top ten opponent Jeez. of the season. Four top ten wins. And they're number one now, right? They're number two. Number two, okay. Uh, they beat Iowa uh, 
some 13,000 in attendance at the assembly hall. It's really cool uh, what Coach Terry Mor Moran has done uh, at Indiana in the last several years. And uh, I just wanted to give some equal time and a shout-out to them. Uh, it was very cool. Freddie. And I also, I mean, you know, there are people out west that uh, and, and around the world that watch college basketball, too, and could care less about Kentucky. But, I think uh, there's people I out east wanna, that could care less about Kentucky. A uh, shout-out to some teams that are really, really playing well uh, that I think are uh, are really top Final Four teams. And I'm not talking about Purdue and some of those teams. Obviously, I use playing really well right now, like we said. But Kansas, uh, the defending champs, are really putting things together uh, up there. Obviously, we've all talked about Arizona. We know how good they are and how dangerous they can be. Uh, Houston has a coach that's relentless. Mm -hmm. He runs great plays. Uh, I just I, I know how tough that guy is, and Houston is a really good team. They Freddie, I think from your vantage point, you might be able to see his autographed picture down here. Oh, in the downstairs I do. Bum. I see it there. There you go. I think I was. I was, I was with you one I, time. I believe a, you might have been with me yes, when I got that picture yes, autographed. Uh, we were at the banquet. Um, at uh, Huber's I, Winery. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think UCLA is a dangerous team with players that have been there. I agree. For three years. I agree Those very guys much. Know how they've been around the block. I and then and then I got four teams that I feel like are kind of going down. I want to add one more to what and, you got going up, okay, though. Okay. I, I think Baylor's starting to, to trend okay, up. Baylor's yeah. Baylor yeah, went home, through a slump. Drew, they started Drew out hot. Some boys ready. Yeah, Scott Drew or Homer Drew. I mean Scott Drew. Sorry, Scott Drew. Um, gosh, I, I, I called him Homer last you week. You were I think. talking thinking of the Simpsons yeah. again. Yeah, I love the Simpsons, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Baylor's starting to click again now. And um, but, but you th they've got a great matchup this Saturday against TCU at TCU. Right, so that's going right, to be a, right. in my opinion the best game Saturday. NK State's dangerous in some of those teams. I do feel like UConn and Tennessee are kind of trudging down. I don't know what to get bit. with Tennessee, and I'm never going to look at Rick Barnes in the NCAA tournament like. When, yeah. when March comes along, I don't want anything to do with Robert Barnes, coach yeah, team. And I think Gonzaga will be okay. Can I just say, uh, from a Tennessee standpoint, uh, they lost to Vanderbilt last <laughs> night on a tremendous right. buzzer beater. Right. No doors. I was uh, leading you into that trap. So, I, all I'm going to say about that, all I'm going to say about that is anchor down. Anchor down. Way to go, Vandy. I very much enjoyed that ball game. Suck on that rocky top. With the exception of Stackhouse. <laughs> the man can dress. <laughs> and not, not a fan. And That's about all I could say about him. Hey, I well. Well, they'll he'll probably get a ten year extension a after us. I'm actually <laughs> He is a sharp dresser. I there could no doubt about it. I could do twenty five minutes uh, on the state of Vanderbilt basketball, but I don't think anybody Or some of the UK I don't think anybody in the United stand. States Wants me to do that right now. Some of the UK players, he's not a fan of Matt. So UK players, he's not a fan of. Travis got a list of about twenty of them. So we'll just we'll just move on from that. Um, and you want to keep it on basketball? Or you got like Bama and the Barners this weekend. I want to move on uh, briefly to the NBA. Um, we haven't 
discuss the NBA a lot, but obviously this week was a uh, was a was a huge historical moment in the history of the league with LeBron James overtaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in the history of the league, which, uh, you know, love him, hate him, feel indifferent about him. Uh, That is uh, quite an accomplishment for LeBron. And then we also had the... Before you move to the trades, I just want to I want to congratulate LeBron. I know he's got a lot going on in his life where yeah, let's he's on. he's unable to go to Starbucks and Target. Um, you know, and it, it makes being a billionaire tough. So I'm glad that the tough week that he had when he was in his own feelings, he was able to become the all-time scoring leader. So he's got that going on. That that really it warms our heart. <laughs> warms my heart. But so, don't you think there's something to that though? What's that? The fact that it, no, he hasn't been look, a regular person since he was like 15 years old. I get that, man. But never, never you, been in trouble in his life. You cannot like expect sympathy, sympathy from a world like when you're getting on to complain about things, and you've got a world that's like just in this economic issues right now. But and you're going to come out and say it sucks being a billionaire because I can't go to Target and Starbucks. But. I don't think that's necessarily what he was saying. I don't think he said. So what? What do you get from making a comment like that? Well, I think he was. You just, can you can say that comment to your wife or your close friends. I think he's maybe just being not honest. on a public level. I think he's just being honest, and to <sighs> me, that humanizes him more. Okay. Because you think of him. I got news for him. Michael Jordan can't go to Starbucks or freaking uh, <laughs> Dude, Target either. Ninety percent of the league <laughs> can't go to Starbucks or Target. Right. Like I mean. But, man, this is a guy that has literally been in the public eye since he was 15, 16 years old. That's why I give him extreme credit for being on the tight and tight all the way through Do not complain about it because they know what the rest of the world's going through. I don't think it's necessarily complaining. I think he's just stating his – I think he's just stating how he feels. And, I mean, I'm not going to devalue – just because the guy has a lot of money, uh-huh. I'm not going to devalue the fact that it's probably been pretty Maybe tough. if he would have worded it like, being a superstar or being famous kind of sucks where I can't go. But saying being a billionaire sucks because I can't go to Target or Starbucks, like, I'm sorry, Matty, but, like, it, I'm, not, I'm not getting into that. Is That's, he a billionaire? Apparently so. He said he was. I think he is. And I didn't know that billionaires couldn't go to Target or Starbucks. Well, hey. Shit, I'd have my own Target or Starbucks in my own house. With LeBron, I kind of look at it like this, and everyone, you know I'm a huge MJ guy. I'm a Bulls fan and everything else. But I do do have to say that I kind of look at it this way. There's a whole lot of goats out there. I mean, but in the NBA, it's often talked about who the greatest – is and I like to look at it this way the best scorer in my opinion was Kareem the best winner was Bill Russell the ultimate competitor Kobe. was Michael Jordan okay, yeah, okay. the best all-around player was LeBron the most exciting player was magic sounds like a poem the best shooter mm, Bird or Steph Curry, easily one of the two. And then that's it. 
and I hate to say that, but Kobe and Jerry West are kind of out on that island by themselves, and I can't put them in any of those categories. And maybe I'm missing someone else, but that's how I list my uh, NBA players. How about the most dominant for their time? I would put Wilt. There you go. Wilt uh, Wilt is also sitting there. Yeah, m- there you go. That's a good one, Travis. The most dominant in their time because Kareem kind of played at the same time Wilt did. Sure. Wilt just lived a crazier lifestyle than Kareem did. So <laughs> Kareem had more le- longevity, if you will. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess you could also say Bill Russell might not be the ultimate winner. How about Trailblazer? Like, I mean, he sure. is the ultimate. He is the Jackie yep. Robinson yep. of the NBA. Along with and, and, and Oscar Robertson has to be in there somewhere. Sure. Maybe, uh, you know, the best all around, I'm, I'm, I guess he's second to LeBron now. Um, but anyways, just a little quick thing. I, I kind of was l- thinking of that and looking at it when LeBron did that. I was like, hmm, you know, I, I don't think you can just say he's the greatest of all time. Uh, there's all kinds of people like that. Same with football and everything. It's else. such a subjective, you know, thing and people have recency bias it's always discussed hard in basketball though oh yeah yeah you know it it, it more so than football's also a team sport but you never really see people they say brady's the goat but you know what i mean like you never hear them really talking about when you're driving down the street and you're listening to sports talk radio and this topic comes up where they start comparing players to players and saying who's the greatest player in their sport of all time. Right. Does it prompt you to turn the channel? Because it does me. I, I think it's the most ridiculous argument ever. Yeah. I could not agree yeah. more it's, it's, with that. Yeah. that. And that's why I liked Freddie's approach. That's why I did that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That I was did great. that because, I, you know, it gets old. I'm, I'm with you all. You know, the I mean, and this holds true in every sport, the way that, Sports evolve over time. Style of play changes. Absolutely, things like that. Um, you know, if you watch, and um, we might be able to do a thing like with Freddie, where if I mention Indiana, unsolicited, maybe uh, <laughs> drink. Yeah, you know, maybe you have to do something. With, but when I watch, says uh, Iowa State drink. <laughs> <laughs> when I watch videos of like the 1976 if wins a game, you chug a whole bottle. When I watch videos of the 1976 Indiana basketball team, the last team to go undefeated, um, and you know that team was perfectly constructed and they played, but that style of basketball that they played, it's it's completely different from anything you know. Some forty, what is right. that, forty-seven years or however many years later. Um, and I just think trying to compare and contrast players in different eras, I mean, it might be fun. It's something to it's waste exhausting. time, <laughs> but, but I completely agree. If I hear that or the, you know, what's the Mount Rushmore of this sport or that sport or that, that's to me as an immediate, I hit the button, I move on to something else. You turn on the TV and you got two talking heads just yelling at each other about the differences between Michael Jordan and LeBron, I'm not sticking around. But those guys 
somebody watches it and somebody listens to it. A lot of people do. A lot lot of people people love that stuff. I hear those arguments all the time from random people, and I just turn around and walk away because I want no part of it. I I don't know. I guess the majority wants to talk and listen to stuff like that. I'm just I'm not part of the majority. It's really the age you grew up in watching them. Like all the guys our age, or a lot of them are Michael Jordan Mm. guys. A lot of the newer school are LeBron guys or yeah, Kobe guys. Guys that didn't really watch Michael Jordan, you know, I don't know how they could say one way or the other. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? And yeah. I don't and, know. And, and, and the older guys, the trailblazers that know about Wilt. And, and That's why I'm not ever going to say anything like about Bill Wilt Russell, Chamberlain because like, I never watched crazy, him play. Bill Russell. Like, those guys aren't around anymore yeah. to talk for them, you know? But, uh, so, anyways, Fred uh, – and that's a that's a very interesting discussion. I'm glad we had it, um, but I wanted to get into some more into some current NBA news, which is the trades. movement that we had around the trade oh deadline. My Lord, I've never seen so many trades in my life. Which, yeah, it was uh, there. It, this was actually a trade deadline that kind of lived up to the hype. I mean, look look how many look look at the look. This is all the players that moved on a team. I mean, I almost have every NBA team with at least two or three players. If this was on YouTube, you would see that uh, Fred just showed me his book, and he has a big flow chart. <laughs> I mean, this is unbelievable, and I'm trying to look real quick to just c- cut it down to see uh, who got the best or whatever. Obviously, I think Indiana Pacers getting Mason Plumley was the biggest trade of the week, right? <laughs> hey, he's not bad. Uh, I, you know, obviously Kevin Durant at the Suns, um, you've got, uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell that goes to the Lakers and I'm talking big names here, folks. And, uh, um, uh, obviously Kyrie, uh, who uh, I'm definitely not a fan of at all, uh, who, uh, went to Dallas, uh, to help out, uh, Luca and those guys, um, but if I really look at all these, all these trades, I have my opinion on, uh, I think Kevin Durant will be a very inter- interesting trade. However, I am a huge Macau Bridges fan. Uh, he has been lighting it up this year. Should have been an all-star in my opinion. Never even heard of him. Well, he, he came out of, uh, Villanova. Oh, okay. He's okay, a he's okay, a, he's okay. a collegiate I him champion. Now. I remember him now. And uh, he plays. He, he's now with the Brooklyn Nets, but he was with the Suns. And while Booker's been hurt, he's been playing lights out basketball. I mean, stats stuffer and guarding the best player on the court. Uh, he's a great defensive player. I think him and Cam Johnson and Finney Smith and Dinwiddie going to Brooklyn is not half bad to get rid of. Of Durant and and problem child Kyrie, um, I also thought the Lakers did pretty good. Uh, I mean, they got Jared Vanderbilt, who is a up and coming player out of Kentucky. He's really been doing well. Malik Beasley, Mo Bamba, did he even play at and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, he did play at Kentucky. Well, I know he played. He was he at almost Kentucky, averages a double double. But in the what NBA. I'm saying is, did he play? Yes. Okay. He, yeah. Yeah, he did. He started. I don't even remember him at Kentucky. It wasn't long ago, man. It wasn't long ago. It was only like three or four years ago. Um, and I really think those guys are actually going to help the Lakers. I know that sounds crazy, 
Um, I saw who Travis got in uh, George Hill and Ibaka, who I think will help them out. Um, I just thought it was interesting that George Hill comes back. I, I mean, know. he was I, he's he was a, a the part consummate of a, professional. Well, and he was a part of a very uh, one of my favorite right. Pacers teams. And you realize it's been so long since. You, for those of you that don't know, he uh, he played for the Pacers once before he went to college at IUPUI in Indianapolis, and he went to high school at Broad Ripple High. Which stoner, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say that because I I don't know that for sure. But I do know that Broad Ripple High no longer exists. So he's been in the league long enough that his high school in Indianapolis no longer no exists, longer exists, which I thought was kind of funny. That is crazy. Uh, and, and you notice T.J. Warren, your boy, went with Duran, who's another great addition scorer right. for the yes. Suns, but. A couple random ones real quick, and then I'll shut up. Gary Payton II went back to the Warriors, and, man, he really gave them some huge minutes defensively and offensively last year in their championship run, and I know they wanted him back. Uh, Jay Crowder, the a, a total warrior of a player who's been unhappy, goes to the Bucks. <laughs> And I don't know if he's injured or not, but he can only make that team better on right. their championship run. And then lastly, I thought that uh, it was interesting that uh, that uh, my my buddy, my boy, you know, I, he always gets thrown in the dirt. But oh, Russell Westbrook! I mean, he is really putting together a good season this year. He's averaging like. 17, 8, and 6. Coming off the bench as a role player, no complaining or nothing for the Lakers. And now the poor guy's headed to the Jazz, which I think would be a blast. Yes, are the Jazz not doing well? No. Danny Ainge is going to drop them and get rid of. I, I know how Danny Ainge works. He's just flunking and, 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 and uh, sacking out. But. I thought the fans in Utah would really appreciate the way Russell Westbrook plays because he plays hard, and uh, it's going to be a shame because I got a feeling he ain't even going to play one game there, which is a total uh, a shame. But anyways, there's my uh, uh, little rundown, Travis, on the NBA trades. I love that. NBA. It's fantastic. That's right. I, and what shirt am I wearing tonight, boys? Kentucky Colonels. Kentucky Colonels. Yeah, and if you look at the bar over there behind the Fall City uh, neon light, I've got a uh, Kentucky Colonels ABA oh. championship. Oh, yeah. I think it's a uh, RC bottle, if I remember right. Who was your favorite player for the Kentucky Colonels, Travis? Artis Gilmore. Artis Gilmore. Uh, or, that's one, 1A is... Wendell Ladner. Damn right. Bur uh, A.K.A. Burt Reynolds, Smokey <laughs> and the Bandit. Who's uh, Woody Harrelson's name on the uh, the semi-pro movie? He he played for... He, he, he got traded jump. from the Kentucky Colonels. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know, but... for the Flint Tropic. Funny thing about that, uh, you know, the... The picture that uh, Will Ferrell takes where he's yeah. got the basketball. Uh -huh. 
That is based, based on, on an actual kernels. picture yeah. of Wendell Ladner. Yeah, Wendell Ladner was a ladies' man. Look at the knowledge on you boys. Well, yeah. I've went to three uh, uh, games. I've been told by my father, and <laughs> uh, and I I remember one of them because. He told me that there was that, that I was never involved in the game whatsoever, but there was a guy that would come out at halftime called Dancing Harry. Absolutely, I know and all about this. Dancing Harry would come out with a cape, <laughs> and he would dance, and he had the hat on, and everything like you know, looking like uh, your boy from WKRP in Cincinnati, <laughs> Venus Flytrap. And there was a little dude that would come out and dance with him named Little Colonel Superfly. And I would go what nuts. What Dancing God, I, I love the Harry. 70s, man. I Dancing love the 70s. Harry and Little, and little, Colonel, little Superfly. Colonel Superfly. I wonder what they're up and to they nowadays. they would come out on the floor during timeouts and stuff, and that was the only time I would get up and go wild as a little kid. I was probably, probably five or six, I guess. God. But he would tell me that I would go crazy over them. I'm so upset. I don't have that in my life. <laughs> Man, I love that. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, quickly, I wanted to touch on the fact that uh, one of my favorite golf tournaments is going on this weekend. Uh, the Waste Management Open out in uh, Scottsdale. Scottsdale. The drunkest tournament there is. Which uh, I've had a couple of friends go to that tournament Can't before. Wait to go there sometime. I know yeah. it's bucket list, man. I mean, yep. Yeah, I'd yep. rather go there than the Masters. Honestly. No, you wouldn't. No, 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 no. Look, I don't fit in with those pretentious people down there at, at the Augusta. Tuna, I feel like tuna, those are my people out tuna, there in Scottsdale. Tuna, <laughs> yeah. Your uh, your mic is going to be muted. <laughs> I'm just saying those are that's my people. And out there. and your uh, pimento sandwich, I'd best rather, you ever. I'd had. rather no. drink ten dollar Miller Lights, buddy. I have uh, taken your uh, <laughs> suggestion. I have taken your suggestion under advisement, <laughs> and I say you are wrong, sir. Yeah. Well, um, Travis and I, t- Travis, tell the audience what you are trying to. Uh, well, uh, to get I've been for the last, gosh, 20 years, I have applied for any and all tickets to the Masters. And they keep turning you down, man. So, like, Anytime. they'll let you into Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> I mean. But in the words of the great Yogi Berra, any group that would have me as a member is not one I'd be interested in joining. <laughs> So, so I think that's pro- I think that's that's probably where I'm gonna where I'm gonna land on that. Um, but uh, check out even if you're not a golf fan, you know people think oh golf is boring and uh, watch the Waste Management Open. You'll get a kick out of it TPC if you're a sports Scottsdale. fan. Yeah, yeah, it's it really is the funnest tournament of the year. Um, and then uh, I got a little derby prep action here, and it will be fast. Yep, I was going to turn that over fast to Freddie. Like the ponies. We're gonna uh, we're gonna let Freddie t- tell us about the derby preps that are coming up this weekend. Go. Okay. Well, last week we hit on uh, the Robert E. Lewis and the Holy Bull that were being run. Uh, you gain twenty points to the winner. Uh, Newgate, which is. Up in the top ten, folks, now won the uh, Robert E. Lewis. That is a Baffert horse. It got zero points, folks, because one thing we didn't hit on is Bob Baffert's been suspended by Churchill Downs and uh, 
as far as any derby preps are concerned, he cannot gain points, any of his horses that win, until he turns the horse over to a different trainer. Now, he's got plenty of time to do that, so he doesn't need the points right now. But he will soon. And uh, Newgate is one of those horses that's going to run again, probably in the Santa Anita uh, Derby, maybe down the line, uh, something like that. Uh, the Holy uh, Bull was an upset winner by Bill Mott. Rocket Can, which is uh, popping up into the top ten as well. Way to go, Rocket Can. Way to go, Rocket Can. Cool name. Okay, we got three derby preps uh, coming up this Saturday. We'll start with uh, a large field in the Sam Davis. That's uh, Tampa Bay Downs. Goes off at 518. And the... The I'm just going to give you two horses that I like is Dubionel, Dubionel out of Danny Gargan, uh, a trainer that we know from Shenanigans uh, that has been doing well. He's had a Derby horse a couple years ago that I think finished sixth, if I'm not mistaken. And Litigate is another horse I like. That's a Todd Fletcher horse. I'm not scared of the chalk. Uh, the Withers is at Aqueduct. Another Derby prep. And my favorite horse, my number one horse, is running. Uh, not my number one, but my favorite horse, Arctic Arrogance. And the trainer is Linda Rice. Let's give it up for a female trainer, folks. I am pulling for her big time. Uh, that horse That's a great is, name. Yes, that horse is coming second in two Derby preps already. And it has ran really well and has... Uh, a lot of points already. Uh, Brad Cox has hit show in that, uh, which is another uh, uh, favorite that's going to be uh, coming in there. And that race is at 427 Saturday in the afternoon. And then the El Camino at Santa Anita on the synthetic at 745 at night, uh, Eastern Standard Time. And, uh, folks, these Santa Anita races are kind of uh, dirt. Uh, uh, Rondo, well, Frank Alvarado horse is uh probably the the horse that I like the best, but there's only like five horses running, so uh that's it. There's four; they can still get twenty Derby points, and uh, we'll see what happens next week. Awesome. With that, uh, let's go quickly to our final thoughts on the Super Bowl. Uh. Fred, I'm going to start with you. Uh, give me your prediction, what you think is going to happen, and any bet that you might have. Well, I, I hate to I, – I don't want to rain on uh, Tuna's parade. Do it, baby. But I, I love I, dancing in the rain. But I'm, I'm, i got to be honest with what I'm thinking. And I do think – and, and you know what's funny is you, you, both of these teams have won a Super Bowl recently. Okay, so I don't even know how many years, but it hasn't been long for the Eagles and it hasn't been long for uh, the Chiefs and the Chiefs have been lingering a lot longer. They've been up there closer than the Eagles. The Eagles had a couple years where they lost their coach and kind of went down and have come back. But I just think there's too many check marks in the other direction. And I think it's going to be close. And I, 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 my thought, I, I personally think that it's going to be 27-23 
Eagles. All right. Um, I obviously cannot pick against my team, so I am going to say Kansas City 23-20, same score as the um, Chiefs-Bengals game. Now, when it comes to betting, I think you'd be a fool to bet on this game. Uh, either team to win, either team money line, either team spread, none of that. Uh, I think the money to be made is in the prop bets this weekend. Um, there, there's, there's, I'm going to throw a couple that I really like. The first player to score points in this game, uh, Harrison Butker and Jake Elliott are both. Jake Elliott is at plus 450. Harrison Butker is plus 425. It's wow. always worth money throwing at – it's always yeah. worth to throw money at the I field goal it. kickers. And then also uh, when it comes to player props. I love that. Uh, when it comes to player props here, we're going to go um, Kadarius Tony over 27 receiving yards. Um, Isaiah Pacheco over 15 and a half receiving yards. Ooh, I like that. Like I said, we're going to have to win this in the screen game. The one thing that's scary about that is how much time Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to play in this. And then also we're going to go over to the over on Dallas Goddard receiving yards at 47 and a half is Kansas city is one of the worst teams in the NFL at that short to intermediate pass game. Interesting. So I look for Dallas Goddard to have a big day against the Kansas City. Nice. I like it. Can can you tell me one bet real quick that I've been curious on? What is Devontae's number? What's his prop number? Uh on, over sixty two and a half. What about the catches? Uh three, three and a half, four and a half. I have to go up to receptions. Hold on, just bear with I'm, me. I'm one sorry. Second. I, uh, four and a half. Okay, four and a half. Which I think those numbers are about right there. I could see him having four for sixty, four for seventy, five for seventy, right, something like that. Right. So that, I like that's, your picks, man. That's a scary and one flyer that I really like at plus six twenty five odds is a Jody Fortson anytime touchdown. Before his injury, he got looked at a lot in the end zone, and Kelsey will be drawing a lot of attention in the red zone. I like the Jody Fortson to get open. For is that the? Is that the bet that you were teasing at the beginning yeah, of the show? It. That is it. For a touchdown. I wanted to make Anytime sure. Touchdown, I wanted to make what, sure. What's that number? Plus 625. Wow. Yes. I wanted to make sure that people uh, didn't get let down without. Yeah. So now we know that you followed through on that tease. Yeah, we didn't want to give you all blue balls on the weekend. So My big bet, uh, as always, is to bet against Louisville basketball <laughs> in any and all situations. Has Kentucky um, popped in there yet? <laughs> God, you're about to retire after this. Um, and uh, so, oh, and uh, my nephew Colin, who we will, uh, at least Freddie and I will be watching the game with this weekend. Uh, his picks are, he's taking the Eagles money line. He's taking a Miles Sanders anytime touchdown and a first half total points under 24 and a half. A Miles Sanders like anytime Colin. touchdown. I like that. Uh, Fred, you have something. I, I, man, I tell you what, I love all your bets so far. I mean, uh, my, I, I just, I'm taking uh, Xander Shoffley in the uh, Phoenix Open. <laughs> 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 With uh, a cup, maybe a bet on Max Homa and Sunjay M. I love it. Okay. Long shots. I'm going to roll with Max Homa on that one. I love it. Um, Folks, uh, please give us a follow on Twitter, at BlockoutPod. Look us up on Facebook. 
Uh, just type in the little Facebook uh, search window, block out sports pod. Um, I gave you the email address earlier. It's blockoutpod at gmail.com. So now you have plenty of ways to interact with the show. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we thank you in advance for telling a friend about us. And for this week, from behind the master control desk in the Bill's famous cheese spreads studios, along with the tuna country Matt Kempf and the fabulous one Freddie Benders, this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. Thank you.